Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Hal Burns Truck and Equipment. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine, if you are into it, we are into it. Now, here's your host, David Swope. Good morning, it's Saturday morning, that means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio. That's right. We're starting with breaking news. The uh, New Mexico DOT has the names in for these snowplows. Uh, going live now to uh, Dan Watkins from the uh, DOT Center. What are those names, Dan? Yes, sir. In the spirit of if you're into it, we're into it. We've got some very special. Uh, so these are submitted by the public to NMDOT. Uh, it's an annual thing. We get some pretty fun ones out here. I'm going to highlight some of my favorites. So one of our snowplows here in uh, District 3 in the Albuquerque area, better call salt. <laughs> up, up in the Farmington area, they've got Bisque Snow Cheeto. Yeah, that's a tasty one. Mm-hmm. Down down in the southwest, Snowplopia. Okay. Okay. Good old side that goes well with everything. Yeah, that, down in the southeast, they've got That's All Slick. Okay. That's funny. And my, my personal favorite, to go along with Walter Whiteout, up in the Clovis area, they've got E, I Snow, huh? <laughs> All right. So coming in strong. I hope that I did that well as a, as a white boy from the East Coast, the mountains of North Carolina. I hope I, I did that well. I think you did, I think you did it pretty good. Uh, definitely should have uh, had a little tequila in that hot chocolate this morning. Would have uh, uh, got a little bit better roll, but excellent. So, of course... Starting off the show with a little bit of fun uh, because I'm immediately going to bring myself down. Kansas City Chiefs fan, where am I going to watch this game? Only exclusively on Peacock. That is bull crap. I don't even know what that means. That is absolute <laughs> crap. A thirty, it's a twenty nine ninety nine, you know, to buy a one year package of Peacock just to watch the football game. Which, I mean, they probably should cancel because of the weather anyway. Uh, those people are going to be crazy um, watching that thing. But, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, how can that possibly be a good game, RJ? I mean, with the negative wind chill and Miami, I mean, Miami traveling up to Kansas City. It's not like, you know, Kansas City is going to thrive in this weather. No, this is weather that people, it's not livable conditions, let alone, right. you know, oh, go out, do, uh, you know, Sport, uh, you know, no roof. Just get out there, run around a little bit, try to warm up that way. They're going to have chicken broth on the sidelines, I know. They're making go. everyone wear mandatory masks for safety, not for COVID reasons, for, you know, protection of your face so you don't get yeah. windburns. I mean, the the scenario out there is crazy, and I understand you got to show supporters love. I mean, there was an exclusive Peacock game earlier this year where it was my Buffalo Bills and the Chargers played, and, you know, it was a random game. It was a Saturday. It's like, you know, have that exclusive fight. But for a playoff game to be exclusively on channel like this is outrageous, man. So let me ask you. Um, Isleta, Sandia, Sports Bars, 
I mean, any anybody going to carry that? I mean, somebody's going to. Oh, okay. Dan's Dan's nodding along. They have to. They, they'll be finding a way. It's absurd. Not every bar. So has this to is compete. a gouge for all of them. Oh yeah, certain. Not all of them have the. Is there going to be a cover? Are people going to charge a cover to come watch this game? I mean, I I think most places could put up the thirty dollars. Uh, hopefully, if you're a big place like that, but you can't just get one subscription. It has to be, you know, kind of like a locked in rate and all that. So some places are just going to be like, hey, we don't have this game. Which, I mean, wow. you want to go travel and you want to watch it with a group of people, which, I mean, there's all these passes and all these cool things right, where you can find, right. I mean, whatever you want to watch. No, it's not going to be available for everyone. So it's a little bit of a bummer. Of course, I mean, you, weren't you saying you're actually debating on waiting yeah. till after the game? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna play it on the NFL channel at 10 o'clock. They're sure, gonna replay right it. So, I, so I'm thinking about going, you know, dead radio silence, going to a movie or something. Um, I mean, I might need to take a nap. I'm an old man, so I might need to take a nap today so that, you know, I can watch it later. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is bull. So is this the sign that at some point the Super Bowl is going to be pay-per-view? I mean, is this is – this, because they've been talking about this for years. I mean, at, at some point it will be. It will be an outrage if if you see, I mean, the you know, like riots on the streets. That's something I would personally start for that. But it, it's going to happen eventually. I mean, I'm surprised the halftime show's already like, hey, if you want the exclusive halftime, like that isn't already like a side pay-per-view thing. So wow. they might start off with that first, slowly edge into getting the you know, Super Bowl taken care of. But, I mean, you could charge almost any amount, and I'd probably be a sucker and buy it. Well, so. but you could go back to, you could have the parties, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you buy it for, it's like watching a fight, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you buy a bit. Anyway, I, it, it, is is this true? Is Taylor Swift actually singing at halftime at this game? I, I mean, <laughs> Dan, off the mic, Dan laughs. Heck yeah, no. I, I think Heck I, no. Yeah, I think that's absolute bullcrap. All, right, all right, no. All right, en- uh, enough of this. Hey, uh, uh, sorry, Spencer. I mean, you just took a drink when I was going to bring you the show. Uh, so, Spencer, um, I noticed the Chili Bowl. The the you've got the prelims already going. Uh, have any idea what the temperature is inside the? Uh, uh, you know what, what do they call that? The um, the Tulsa Event Center, or? the SageNet Center inside there. Yeah, yeah it, it's a nice, cozy seventy six degrees year round. It wow, it's nice and heated. It it's perfect. It's kind of drafty though. A little drafty. It does get yeah. drafty. They do have to open up the big door sometimes to let cars in and out, and yeah, you know, get everybody fired off. But it's already what eight eleven yeah. right now, and yeah. we have cars on track for Chili Bowl today yeah. for main event day. And I gotta ask you, Dave. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of soup? Oh, what's my favorite kind of soup? Oh, thank you. Uh, potato. All right, RJ, you got one. I'm. I mean, back in the day, I'd always switch around, but it's it's homemade green chili stew. All right, real, real quick, Dan, you got a you got a favorite? So potato soup is the most boring soup you could ever choose. Well, I it's boring. Tomato. Thank you for bringing that. Maybe throw some green thank chili in that. there. Maybe some some sausage, some kale. Make Ooh. that a Kale! Uh, a, a Zopa Toscana. All right. Oh, what was, what the, the hell was that? The I like that. What was that? I, I like it. I like it. Well, that, you damn today, foodie. everybody's favorite type of soup is alphabet soup uh, at Chili Bowl because we are, starting, on that one. we are starting with the 2P mains right now, live on wow. track on Flow Racing, and we're working our way all the way into the A feature later on this evening. A lot more on that to come, though. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, but, you know, what it, what it kind of brings up to me is, I mean, of course, it was announced earlier, the 2025 schedule, uh, NASCAR has made a deal with uh, 
Fox, NBC, Amazon, and Warner Brothers Discovery Channel, um, you know, to bring the races. Because I thought it was kind of weird last year when we were getting some of the races on USA, right? Um, and, I mean, this is just a sign of being able to use all of the different channels and the streaming platforms and everything. I mean, you know, you're from the, the you know the younger generation, all three of you guys. Um, I mean, this streaming thing, I mean, it's not going away. Um, I think that we're all going to get, you know, jacked somewhere along the way for uh, – uh, paying to watch our favorite uh, our favorite sporting events. Yeah, I a lot of people have been correctly hesitant for this. Uh, I I understand that a lot of the older generation um, probably don't love this change, but it's not as bad as it seems. The only thing that most people are really going to have to get that's extra uh, would be Amazon Prime, but yeah. for the Prime Video. But most people already have that and don't already know it. Well, and you get, like, free shipping on Amazon, you right? You do. It, it's a great yeah, deal. I mean, that's the only thing that's going to be, like, drastically different, right? Right. And there is a good trade-off to all this. The Xfinity series, every race is going to be live on the CW, which is in pretty much every household across the United States. Well, all, all of you, you know, you country western fans, right? Well... <laughs> The, the, is that what the CW is? No, that, that's I think that's CMT, buddy. Oh, okay. We'll see. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't watch either one of them. But but what about Flow Racing? I mean, you're going to be able to watch the NASCAR races on Flow, right? Well, Flow Racing is going to carry all of the NASCAR grassroots racing, which is right. a great deal there. So all of your ARCA fans, uh, modifieds, even the short track stuff, it is all there on Flow Racing. Of course, they have a great array of dirt track racing as well. USAC is there. The newly talked about High Limit Series, who right. just upped their ante there, as they've brought in the entire All-Star Circuit of Champions for the 2024 season. A lot of great racing. And it is. It's going all streaming. So it's uh, it's time to go. you, you got to either get into the streaming, or unfortunately you're going to have to cut back on your racing. Yeah. Well, or, as we could talk about um, on the uh, event calendar coming up, or you could go to Race Live. Remember that? That's very true. Yeah, I mean, you got you got local tracks here, so maybe some of this will actually benefit the local tracks. All right, well, we got a whole lot more coming up. You want to stay tuned because uh, we've got a lot to cover, and we only got three segments left. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. This is Kyle Art, driving the number 5 DL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment. Here's David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And let's jump into the event calendar presented today by Yearwood Performance. Uh, announcement out there, Southwest Motorsports has been acquired by um, Suka Circuit slash Sandia Speedway. Uh, going to take over operations for the club. Club's still going to be involved, uh, but everything's going to be running through the track now, which, of course, you know, there's been um, a bunch of upgrades. Uh, they've been uh, basically coding the track and some different things. I mean, complete redo on the skid pad, so a lot of good things going on. 
the track should be reopening today. I know they had closed some repairs, but it should be reopening. A lot of tire barriers and stuff being um, being rebuilt and such. Uh, but we do have some events. Um, of course, you can still go to Tacos and Rides um, on Friday nights uh, over at our friends over at Cafe Bella. Uh, but uh, you got an event, RJ, coming up on the 21st called Yotas and Coffee at Cabela's. I'm like, what in the world is that? <laughs> well, I mean, it took me a second at first. I had to look up for it, but it's a... Uh... Toyotas. They just uh, had a little nickname for it, but the Toyotas and Coffee oh, oh. at Cabela's. All rigs are welcome, not just your Toyotas. Well, as a Toyota owner, um, maybe we're not that smart. <laughs> maybe they should figure that out. Or did not, did somebody not tell me about that? Do you know about that, Spencer? Well, we call them Yoders. Yoders? Yeah, so that's why I didn't understand Yoder it. Yoder-toters! Yeah, so it's All right, a I'm little sorry. bit different. Yota. We, we interrupted you. <laughs> All good? No, it's... Uh, it's by the New Mexico Forerunners and Tacoma's uh, admin team that are going to be providing coffee and donuts. It's a good opportunity to meet friends, new people, similar interests, and get out there and just show up for your rigs, man. So it's oh, so going to be at the next Cabela's. Sunday. Yes, next okay. Sunday. It's All going right. to be from 9 to 11 at Cabela's at, the, at their parking lot. So Yoda's and Coffee, go out there, have a good time. All right. So next weekend also, a two-day event, uh, practice and racing out at Moriarty MX. The final race of the Winter Series with the uh, Triple Crown Series uh, going out there. I uh, saw a lot of sponsors are coming back um, on uh, social media this week. Uh, but really lucky to have uh, Spencer Hill in the studio uh, joining us this morning. I mean, dude, you've been you've been on the road a lot. Talk a little bit about what you've been up to. It's been busy. Uh, it's been anything but an off-season for me, at least as of recently. It's been crazy because... Uh, as soon as we finish up the sprint car season down at Vado Speedway Park, we basically were full-blown trying to get everything ready for the Tulsa shootout, and that was one heck of an event. I know that I talked to you the week that I was actually out there, uh, over 1,700 entries, and I was pretty proud of our little team. Of course, everybody knows that we do it on a pretty short budget, but even our small team with a motor that's old enough to vote and a car that was basically older than most of the winners over there, uh, we were able to make two B features, yeah. which basically put us in the top 100 drivers, uh, 100 cars in the building. So I, I was pretty proud of that effort. It, it's easy to get so discouraged in that building because there's so much going on that you feel like no matter what happens in a race, you could have or should have done better. But at the end of the day, everybody there is so good. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I think personally, too, like, even though I haven't made my Chili Bowl attempt yet, I feel like the two aren't even similar. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing I can even grab as a similarity is the building that they race in. Mm-hmm. Because the the depth of the field is different. The, the driving style is just so much more aggressive, it seems, at the shootout. Um, it, it's just the whole weeks are laid out different. But it was a great time. Super happy about it. And then... Between those two, and uh, coming up next week as well, uh, we're going to be on the road for Legend Car Racing, too, with Jason Irwin Racing. In fact, after I get done with the radio today, i got to go help him rebuild a car because oh. uh, poor Tyler Reif, he got a scary, scary ride last week at the uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway road course for Silver State. He actually had a piece of steering brake, and so he was full click, fifth gear, wide open, and he hit a wall head-on about 
85 to 95 miles an hour. Wow. Completely destroyed the car. Luckily, Tyler was okay. In fact, mm. he was able to make his testing this weekend down at Daytona for wow. ARCA. Oh, wow. So him and his brother are down there testing as we speak right now. Uh, luckily, he was okay, but that car was destroyed. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's just a testament to how well they, you know, the safety, everything that goes into them. But, but still, I mean, you know, when, when something breaks, you know, crucial like that, uh, now you can't steer, so there's no, no turning away from it. Um, but that's fantastic. Also going on um, next weekend is the Chili Willy. I know you've worked with a, a lot of the late mall drivers uh, that have been involved in that. What, what's, what's going on with that? That's over at Tucson, right? That is. That's at Tucson Speedway, and it's really the first oval event of the year pretty much anywhere as far as, as far as asphalt racing goes. So it's a good kickoff. It is super late models are headlining it, but the legend car field is super deep. you got big names down there. Uh, Jake Bowman, the Rife brothers are going to be racing for Irwin Racing. Brendan Ruzbarski is going to be racing down there. A lot of really good names. Ethan Nascimento, uh, we've touched on him before. Really good up-and-coming ARCA Series driver. A lot of those guys go down there, and initially it's just to get some laps in before the season. But, man, it is a tough race at the end of the day. And even more so, Tucson Speedway, just the character in that racetrack, it is fun to watch for the fans, but very, very frustrating and can make for a long week down there if you are behind the wheel. Do you get any of the guys that come over from, say, like the Snowball Derby? Um, because you see a lot of uh, the NASCAR guys that seem to be getting involved uh, with with the Snowball. I mean, what, what is the similarity for just kind of the Southwest version of the Snowball Derby? They're trying to make it into that, truly. Um, we have seen some drivers come over from the East Coast and even the Northwest in the past. I haven't had a great look at the entry list to confirm or deny any entries this year. Yeah. Uh, I know that Tyler Tanner, he was a winner just last year, and he's out of North Carolina now. So it wouldn't shock me to see some big names coming down. Derek Thorne's raced this event many times. Um, a lot of big names do come down and do what they can to, you know, get that first shakedown of the car. A lot of those cars are brand new. Uh, you want to take it to a race that is worth going to, of course, but obviously not everything on the lines, such as the Snowball Derby. Yeah, And with a lot of that, like I'm talking about the, the crossover, and of course you, you were racing with Kyle Busch um, and... Uh, uh, Brexton had, you know, a great run. You seeing a lot of uh, a lot of that crossover. Um, which, in your opinion, what and, and a lot of drivers actually have come up through the legends and through the road racing. Um, why do you not see as much um, with the legends them coming over uh, and and picking up a ride uh, with them like you are on on say dirt ovals or some of the other events they're competing in? You know, that's a really good question, Dave. I I think that one of the benefits that the legends have is it super cost-effective? It's right. very similar to the cost of a micro, but you're able to take that same car and go race any... I mean, it, you can run oval, you can run road course, dirt. Well, there's seven road courses on the NASCAR schedule now, right? You, you could take so, it pretty I mean, much I anywhere. Think, yeah, I think that, you know, getting some more road racing experience. Um, you had, you know, several years ago when uh, Jimmy Johnson and you had uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. that went and, you know, ran, you know, Le Mans, you know, type racing uh, with the uh, yeah. uh, with that group. Yeah, it, it's really beneficial, and I think that's what we've seen with this Silver State Series that Las Vegas puts on, is we do get a lot of the, mainly the Truck Series and Xfinity Series drivers come down, just get that little bit of road course training in. Okay. And like I said, it's cost effective. Uh, it, we have seen a little bit of a split, though, because some of them go that route. Maybe they need a little bit more 
uh, tuning on their road course abilities. Right. Uh, and we'd see others go the dirt racing route. Jesse Love, he was at the shootout and Chili Bowl, too. Yeah. Well, and then I guess you're <clears throat> with the lack of track time you have in NASCAR now. That's a good point as well. You just need seat time. I mean, the biggest thing, too, is like like you said, yes, yeah, seat time. I, with no practice on the NASCAR tracks anymore, how do you substitute that? Do you do the simulator all week? Do you just burn yourself out on that computer screen? Or do you get that seat of the field feeling, and do you go out? Do you go to your local dirt track? Do you go to your local short track? There's a lot of different theories out there, and there's no correct answer. Mm-hmm. Let me Let me make that super clear. Right. A lot of drivers... They like the simulator. William Byron, I mean, he, he grew up, that's how he made his name. Right. Uh, but there's other drivers like Kyle Larson, now Kyle Busch, uh, a lot of those other drivers that Sheldon Creed comes to mind, a few others, that they need that, that real-life experience right. because that's the only thing that transfers for them. Right. Well, a lot of information. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to get into the Chili Bowl uh, we're also going to Wild West shootout that's going on uh, down at Vado on the other side. And somebody who actually tried to do the double on those. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shelpenzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment. Here's David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And and who says there's no racing um, in January? The 18th annual Rio Grande Waste Services Wild West Shootout uh, has been going on uh, six races in nine days uh, down at Vado Speedway. Um, and the, the opening night winner last Friday, was it last Friday or was it, it was last Saturday, Saturday uh, was uh, Kay Dillard. And all the rest of them so far, including last night, were won by... Uh, Bobby Pierce. Now, if he would have won that first one, he'd be going for the truck. And that, what, that $300,000 or Correct. something like that? Yep. Um, but also going on, um, we should get a live report. I mean, what, what, what are we at now in the uh, the uh, alphabet soup over at the Chili Bowl? So Isaiah Vasquez just took the first O feature win. Okay. And if that name doesn't ring a bell, don't worry, because it doesn't to me either. <laughs> and we're lining up O feature number two. And and you said to me there's going to be 415 laps run today. Um, they were starting at P, uh, but it was P1 and P2. So there's like two races for that, and now we're already at O. And they're only 10 laps apiece, so yeah, you I crank think it up. That I, I wasn't 100% paying attention during the last segment oh. there, but I think they might have combined the P and O mains because... okay. Quite frankly, at Chili Bowl, with that much partying going on, oh. if you're in a P-Main, some people might have been a little hungover to make that call this morning. So they might actually be peeing instead of in the P-Main. They might be sleeping right okay, now. Okay, all right. So you got to be a diehard to go out for a P-Main and think that you're going to make a good alphabet soup run. But it happens. So, I mean, so they're going to run um, 10 laps. Uh, each race is going to run 10 laps up to the F. 
15 in like the DNC, up to 20 when she gets to the Bs. And then you've got a 55-lap memorial race to end the night. Tell us a little bit about that, um, why it's 55 laps. Yeah, a lot of people uh, probably don't know this about the Chili Bowl and the Tulsa Shootout, for that matter. But the 55 laps came into play um, about a, 10 years ago now. Okay. And it's due to a guy named Donnie Ray Crawford, who was very well known in that building. He was super successful, local out of Oklahoma. And unfortunately, on the week leading up to the Chili Bowl, he was murdered by his own grandfather. Oh, my God. And um, it, it was very, very sad for the entire racing community, especially the racing community in Oklahoma. He was loved by many. In fact, Donnie Ray Crawford was the one. Uh, a lot of people might have remembered this story. He was actually the guy that pulled Harley White out of the fire wow. when she was on fire inside of her micro uh, many years ago. And she has named him her hero Yeah. from then on. Wow. Uh, she has raced in his memory ever since. And a lot of people, uh, including myself, miss Donnie Ray uh, even to this day. And he'll never be forgotten out there. Wow, what a um, what a story! I, you know, I I didn't know the depth on that. I should have done a little bit better research uh, before I went went that direction. But um, also going on, of course, is the race down Avado, big purse, a um, lot of big names in the late models. Um, but uh, Kyle Larson all of a sudden decided uh, he was going to try and run the double, um, and so he uh, he went up on his ple- pre- prelim night on Thursday um, and didn't work out too well, including um, I thought there was a post that. He forgot his race at Giravato. It has been a little bit of a rough week for Kyle Larson. Granted, he didn't know all of this was going to be kind of thrown into the mix. He did it to himself. Right. But uh, thanks to Royal Jones, he got a plane chartered, and he yep. was able to go make an attempt, at least, at the Chili Bowl. He called up Keith Coons Wednesday morning about 8 a.m. and said, Hey, Keith, uh, you wouldn't happen to have another car up in the rack, would you? Yep. And Keith said, Sure. Come on down. Uh, wow. So they figured it out within one day. They wow. figured all the logistics out. Like I said, with Royal's help, they were able to charter a plane for him. And his intention was to go out there, run his prelim night on Thursday. And if he was able to lock into the show, which means run top two in the A feature for his prelim night, he figured he would have enough time to run the entire event today at Vado, pack up as soon as he can, and fly over to Tulsa and still make the A feature and do the dirt version of the double, which wow. would have been the story of the year. Unfortunately, he had a very rough, rough um, prelim night on Thursday. He got upside down the heat race. Wow. They fixed it in the hot pit. He went from the rear back up to fifth in just four laps. But since he started fifth, finished fifth, no passing points there, didn't make a qualifier, started towards the front of a C, won the C, Started in the back of the B, got up to second, which was the last transfer up into the A, and he was making one heck of a run in the A main, but unfortunately got upside down again down the front straightaway, and uh, his chili bowl is officially over. Yeah, he ended up finishing last with a DNF in that race, um, as a matter of fact. I don't know, did you see the meme that uh, Tony Stewart uh, was uh, was on the phone with Keith? Oh, I've seen so many memes about that. (laughs) It's been funny. And oddly enough, uh, a lot of those memes started because after Kyle did it, Ricky Stenhouse got on the phone, and he got a ride with Keith Coons last second. And he actually had a pretty good run last night was his prelim night. Um, He did end up upside down early on in the A feature, so we'll see him in an E-main later on this evening. But wanted to add really quick, if you are going down to Votto Speedway Park for the Wild West Shootout, 
the NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Larson will be signing autographs and taking photos today from 4.15 to 5 p.m. in the grandstand area immediately following qualifying at the Rio Grande Waste Services Wild West Shootout. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's breaking news uh, right here for us. Um, also, it, it looked like there was a little bit of a hangover uh, that Kyle had uh, from the Chili Bowl because last night's running wasn't uh, wasn't too good. Yeah, he's just it's been kind of an off week for Kyle, yeah. which is very rare. You'd never see him in B mains, and right. uh, he went back to back in them. Luckily, he was able to transfer out of the B last night, and he got into the A. Uh, but yeah, it's been uh, not as smooth as you would expect for right. somebody that a lot of people consider the goat. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of the goat, uh, really excited to see him pull uh, the double with running the Indy 500 um, and the 600. And speaking of Tony Stewart, why didn't Tony Stewart ever try that? I mean, you had you had Kurt Busch that had a what fantastic run, finished seventh, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, um, on on his one and only run at that. Um, of course, you know he had he had run the Indy 500 and ran the 600, but never tried the double. Yeah, I thought he did, but maybe he didn't. Uh, Robbie Gordon, though, he comes to mind as the first one to truly okay. try it, and okay. he uh, he did a great job at it. But I'm very interested in Kyle Larson yeah. because this is one guy who is kind of an anomaly, right? We we right. don't know right. if we'll ever see a driver quite like him again. And he's already shown speed in the test sessions in that IndyCar, and obviously we know that he can win the Coke 600. Right. So is this the first guy to be able to, conquer that we'll have to see well he's one of the guys too that i don't think the guy works out i think his i think his working out is just getting behind the wheel of another car you know i you know, because you you look at him and um he's a jockey you know he he's a he's he's small stature i mean he's he's clearly you know fit but um but when he does, when he's not you know racing then he's out playing golf and you know and i, yeah. I don't need all the calls about how golfers are not you know athletes or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But but what I'm saying is I think he takes his downtime to really kind of get that mental recharge uh, instead of, you know, going and hitting the gym. I, and I 100% agree. I think that that is his therapy, his gym session, his job. It's everything to him. He truly just is surrounded by racing 24-7. Hey, if anybody's listening and um, and I was wrong on the Tony Stewart thing, uh, uh, let me know. Um, it must have just not been a very impressive run or something. If if he did it and I didn't know, uh, I was pretty sure. I know the, we need Dominic on the show, right? Well, and we're going to talk a little bit about Dominic um, in the final segment. Um, some really exciting news that came out last week, um, but also there was some news um, in the off season um, involving the radio broadcasts uh, for NASCAR uh, that PRN and MRN um, were going to merge. And, you know, what was funny is I always had trouble figuring out which one of them was covering the race anyway. And it was a lot of the same people. And so my only thoughts are I didn't know for the longest time that they weren't already, you know, joined at the hip. Yeah, this is going to be a good deal for, I think, all of the listeners that choose to listen through the radio. Um, they're both very talented. Of course, right. PRN, they handle all of the SMI tracks and MRN handles everything else, including the full truck series tour. But... Uh, it's going to be a good thing, I think, for fans. I, I think that everybody wins in this scenario. The only piece of news that kind of came uh, before this that hurt my feelings a little bit was the fact that we're losing Claire B. Lang's show. Yeah, that was uh, that's that's going to be hard to not hear dialed in. Yeah, you you kind of can't imagine. And not only, I mean, 
on one hand, I, yeah, uh, the fans are losing out. On the other hand, as a media person, man, she she had sharp elbows. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you get in there, and all of a sudden she like sneaks her way in there, um, and she jumps in front of you on the question. I mean, she doesn't mess around. Well, when you're that solo person where you have to get that quote, yeah. you have nobody else to rely on because that is your whole show. I I kind of understand it. It it's gonna. Definitely be a little bit quieter. I hope that she lands on her feet. I know that she has some big plans coming out. Uh, she has uh, a little bit more left to do before she hangs up the headset. Yeah, you got to laugh. You, you know what listener actually uh, corrected me um, on the Tony Stewart run? Your pops. Ah, yeah, Char- there we Charlie go. Hill. Charlie Hill listening. And of course, uh, in twenty in two thousand one, Tony Stewart became the only driver in history to finish on the lead lap in the Indianapolis five hundred. And the Coke 600 on the same day. There we go. So there you go. You, you, you've, uh, your dad raised you well, and of course, um, he showed his prowess um, I on think, Google. I think Pops might have Googled that one, but <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Hey, well, at least uh, at least he set us straight. But uh, well, we we still actually got a whole lot more to cover um, in the next segment. So we invite you to stay tuned. We're going to be talking big announcement um, with SRX. We're going to be talking about full speed that's going to be coming up on Netflix. And uh, we mentioned there's a book coming out from Jeff Bodine uh, called All of It that was co-written by our Dominic Aragon with the racing experts. You've been listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. This is Errol Walter, three-time NASCAR champion. And you're listening to David Quote on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. ESPN Radio 1017 The Team with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment. Here's David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. And uh, got the Google fired up, um, so it's actually been four drivers um, that have been attempted. Uh, give us, give us the true facts now. Spencer. All right, now that we had a little bit of help from our friend Google, and of course my dad, John Andretti was the first person to attempt it. Robbie Gordon has done it the most on five different occasions. Stewart's done it twice, and Kurt Busch did it that one time most recently. And now Kyle Larson will be the fifth driver to attempt it this year. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's amazing what Google Google could come up because I mean if I was to think about it, I mean the Iron Man of racing is AJ Foyt. I mean other than maybe we didn't have the technology to be able to you know you know, I mean we had helicopters and we had planes you know I don't I don't know why that didn't happen but uh, but you had you had drivers at that time they were running you know in multiple disciplines and it was it wasn't as as you know revolutionary as it seems to be right now but sure. I but I would have thought you know just throwing it in there. Um, it would have been one of those guys. Uh, but but speaking of Tony Stewart, he said uh, he attempted it twice. Um, Tony Stewart, owner of SRX, it was announced this week, as a matter of fact, I think yesterday, uh, that SRX is not returning for a fourth season. Um, do you think it's because Tony's going to be a little busy because he's going to start running top fuel um, in an HRA? Or what do you think is going on with that? I think that Tony is shifting his business ventures quite a bit right now. I yep. mean... 
I wouldn't have guessed a couple of years ago that he would up and sell the All Star series of champions either. Right. Um, that's that true. was a surprise. Wasn't so, that this year? It that went was also to Kyle this Larson year. and, uh, so, and Brad Sweet. And then you got SRX being sold or basically discontinued. Right. right. Folding up shop. Uh, I get that the market changes have made it really difficult. I think ultimately with SRX, what probably happened is they lost a little bit of funding. I think Camping World probably dropped out this year. Okay. And I think they needed to sell X amount of tickets right. before this date. And when that didn't happen, it put them in such a bind that they would have been scrambling for the rest of this winter. And right. uh, it's so hard. I mean, at this moment, I think that they're still paying ESPN for all the TV coverage. I don't think ESPN is paying them. Right. So that's difficult. Right. There's just so many variables that made it to where it probably wasn't worth the extra headache for Tony Stewart and Don Hawk. Right. They've done such a good job with the series, though. I'm sad to see it go. I think that this is the first time since I Rock for sure, and even before then, I believe, that we've seen a series come in that is truly for the fun of the sport. Right. And And all the drivers... They had a good time there. Yeah. I mean, and great storylines came out of it, too. So it's sad to see it go, but hopefully they keep all the equipment and they're able to bring it back just maybe a couple of years down the road. Well, and, and to you know, jump on your, your point as well, um, I felt like that there was also too many current drivers who were starting to get into it. And you know what? I would agree with that as well. Yeah, I think so, that it was better off as that in-between series right. where... Drivers, perhaps in their twilight, and Ryan Newman comes to mind. Tony yeah. Stewart's a great example, yeah. um, and even the IndyCar side, Tony Kanon. Right. All those drivers, that was fun to see them winning and doing well again, and still have that passion. Right. right? Uh, when you you had all the current Cup guys come and use it as their playground, I think that hurt the series a little bit, and it probably lost legitimacy. Uh, from a lot of the early on fans from 2021. Yeah, completely agree. Let, let's shift gears. Let's talk about this Full Speed, which is the Netflix series uh, in which they're going to take a look at the uh, 2023 NASCAR season, uh, covering drivers such as Blaney, Bubba, uh, Willie B, Hamlin, Larson, Bell, uh, Logano, Chastain, and Reddick. Um, and uh, five. Uh, it's a five series. Uh, it's a limited series, just five. Um, it's going to get started on um, January 30th, and you're going to be able to check that out. And you know, I don't, I don't know if it, if if it's going to meet the level of the Drive to Survive. I mean, that series is just amazing, and how long um, a season that is, is, which is actually shorter than NASCAR season. But anyway, uh, uh, exciting for people to see that coming out. I think it's going to be great for the sport. I think that this is something that NASCAR has missed for a long time. Um, Everybody that's seen Drive for Survive, Drive to Survive, has really welcomed it with open arms. I know that a lot of people that know nothing about racing, they right. came across it on Netflix, and now they watch F1 religiously. Right. So if we could get just a portion of those people to come across it on Netflix, see NASCAR as interesting as we do, and welcome it in, with open arms, I think that's a win for the sport. And, you know, that leads to the trickle down through all of motorsports. Right. Obviously, NASCAR, F1, those are the two biggest series that we have in North America. Right. That's no secret, right? You, you have to embrace that. If you can introduce people through Netflix to at least racing in right. general, and then they find their own niche, whether it be drag racing or whether it be dirt track, short tracks, right. whatever it may be, right. that's a win. 
Well, and I think that the, the drag race, it's interesting because I'm thinking, well, I, I don't know of, of drag racing having a series like this, um, but drag racing has always had kind of that benefit of um, even the, the public um, goes to the local drag strip, you know, and so <clears throat> maybe, it's, maybe it's the equipment is different. Uh, everybody, you, you know, you're racing against the light, you know, and so it's kind of you against yourself. Um, but that it kind of makes that a little bit different. But um, a lot, I do love all of these documentaries, docu series. Um, I mean, I even watched one on uh, on Beckham, you know, that was absolutely amazing. And uh, you know, I could kind of care less about soccer. I'm sorry, you know, to say, but uh, but that was that was a pretty cool series. Uh, but really cool, you know, to our family, of course. Uh, the book now coming out. It's available on pre order called All of It. It's the Daytona 500 champion tells the rest of the story. We actually had Jeff uh, and and Dominic on a couple of weeks ago uh, uh, here on the New Mexico Motorsports Report, and you can kind of hear about that. Uh, but you can order it right now, uh, pre-order it for uh, $22.49 on Amazon, and the release date is actually February 13th. Uh, we also had uh, an article that uh, Dominic had done for us about uh, kind of the story behind uh, writing the book, how that all came together um, in the Champions Edition of the Mexico Motorsports Report magazine. But um, as a as a race fan, a race addict, uh, journalist, and all that kind of stuff, I mean, what is your thoughts of of that relationship that that Dom had built uh, with Jeff, and you know, just what what that means to a a race fan uh, to be able to get that close uh, to the sport. And if people haven't read that in our Champions Edition, please do, because it is such a cool story to hear it straight from Dominic Aragon. He has gotten an opportunity that not people, not many people have gotten to do, which is work with your hero growing yeah. up. He really looked up to Jeff Bodine his entire life, and the stars aligned and you know, with connections both through us and himself. He was able to create a relationship with Jeff, become friends, and now has helped Jeff accomplish one of his lifelong goals which is writing a book right i mean that is so cool to me to have that relationship kind of blossom right before our eyes and the book is so so good there i've heard little blips of it i've read little pieces but i guarantee this is a must read and you're going to want it on your bookshelf well this is what blows my mind uh is because you know i've i've known you know dominic for well over uh well over 10 years what is that was that a tire like flying through there? Yes. Yeah. Was... Not to interrupt yeah. the Dominic Aragon story, <laughs> but uh, the leader of the N Main just had his right rear wheel come off, and it came off down the back straightaway, full song, went through the catch fence, and hit the bottom railing of the grandstands at Chili Bowl. Luckily, there was nobody standing right there, but wow, that is a scary instant. So, should we run the breaking news? That is wow. <laughs> So you can be watching it right now on, on Flow Racing, uh, or and I, you can just listen, and we'll, we'll break into the story here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I kind of want to put a little bow on this, because uh, meeting Dominic, I mean, because at first, you know, I mean, he was roommates with uh, the uh, producer of this show, Christian Naranjo, uh, way back in the day. And he kept telling me about his roommate, how he was all into NASCAR, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't need a fan, right? You know, I don't want a fan. He came in on the guest of this show and just blew my mind with the stuff that, that he knew. I mean, like, you know, having you here, it was like, up, oh, you know, turn the light on, and, I mean, you can, you can really uh, uh, put out good product. 
Um, got to know him, and he was just telling me about, you know, when he was in high school, um, he was writing an article about, you know, NASCAR, and mm-hmm. he just started calling drivers, and Jeff called him back. And, I mean, see, that's a perfect example of sometimes you, you just got to try. You never know, right? And, and you never know, and they, they developed, you know, the relationship and, you know, and helped each other along the way, and, and he, just, he just stayed, he just kept digging, so... I can't. I can't wait for the book to come out uh, because I, I, if Jeff is typical to Jeff, he's not going to hold back on some of those stories, and 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 we may know all of it, or at least more know more of it, and then maybe we'll have other people that'll come on and respond to their part of it. But that's what's exciting about this show. So um, looks like the, uh, the the lights are still going at the Chili Bowl. Coach, you can go to Flow Racing. We should get a little money from Flow on this one. Uh, Flow Racing right. and check it out. Uh, but uh, we'll have a whole new show for you next week uh, on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it.